All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. So in this show, we're going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And today is Wednesday, May 3rd, and it is Fed Day. The Fed will let us know what's happening today. And uh, yesterday, the stock markets took a dive, uh, leaving investors wondering what's next, uh, because there are some more bank worries. And then we also had some uh, earnings reports from Ford, Starbucks, AMD. So we'll we'll take a look at this. And uh, but the big deal is how will markets react today to the Fed, and uh, also how are we trading it? By the way, if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hardcutter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and we are real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience, and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me. We know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And uh, boy, these markets, I mean, never a dull moment. We kind of knew that it would be a volatile week with everything going on. But uh, boy, I mean, yesterday didn't disappoint. <laughs> You're right, Marcus. And going into the week, we, we knew that there were earnings that could, you know, create a little volatility. Also, a big week for the Fed, also jobs. And, and so we knew there was going to be some volatility. But what caught some traders by surprise yesterday was more volatility because of the banking issue or crisis that's going on. So uh, the S&P finishing down over 1%. Um, a lot of this really because of PacWest and Western Alliance. Yeah, we, we need to look at this. Uh, I want to switch to a five-minute chart of the S&P. And this is where we saw that yesterday after news broke that another two banks could be in trouble. A huge, massive drop, a little bit of a recovery in the afternoon, uh, but still lots of nervousness. And yes, uh, you mentioned it, uh, PACW, PacWest. I mean, yesterday, massively down at some point, 35%. I think yesterday, they ended the day, it wasn't as bad. Uh, so they recovered a little bit, but still yesterday down, uh, what, 28%. Today, up 4%. So what does it mean? Banking crisis over? I, I think it just means there was there was the panic, right? Now traders are trying to digest things. You know, is this really a concern? Uh, will there be more bank failures? But also, what does the Fed have in store? And, and that's a biggie for today, um, which we'll definitely talk about. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, let's let just talk about it right now. Let me just uh, go to a chart here. And yeah, we can leave Google up. But uh, I want to bring up the economic calendar. And we talked about it all week. The, the big one is this afternoon at 2 o'clock Eastern time when we have the FOMC statement, followed by the uh, Powell's press conference. Yeah, and this is where the, the statement and the, the rate hike decision is pretty much a guarantee at this point. The Fed is expected to raise uh, rates by a quarter point. Uh, and that will put Fed funds at a level that has not been seen since 2006 uh, when we had the housing boom and uh, leading up to the, the 2008 financial crisis. So uh, that 25 basis point is expected at this point. And so traders are going to be fixated on what Powell has to say, especially during the press conference. And if he makes uh, some reference to where we go from here. 
Yeah, exactly. Because I, I mean, on Monday when we looked at it, the probability uh, what factors were uh, traders were factoring in was over ninety percent. I think it was ninety-five or ninety-seven percent. Uh, since yesterday, two more banks were in the crosshairs here and could potentially fail. Uh, that has pulled back a little bit. I, I mean, still the the quarter percent hike uh, is is almost a certainty. But what everybody wants to know is that it is it it uh, is the Fed done raising interest rates or will there be more? And uh, right now, traders are betting on that's it. So this were. Everybody will look for, for clues in uh, Powell's speech or in the press conference uh, to hear, okay, is the Fed finally pausing? Uh, is this the end or will it continue? And I saw an interesting stat here. So uh, Bespoke Investment Group, they looked at the last four Fed chairs. So Powell, uh, Bernanke, Greenspan, and Janet Yellen. Um, and they say that uh, the reaction to the Fed chair's comments uh, that the the the, the most negative reaction has occurred to Jerome Powell out of the last four uh, Fed chairs, which I thought was interesting. But what's even more interesting is they're looking at the S&P and how much it moved from uh, 2 p.m. on average until the market close. Although Powell has the, the worst record here, the S&P only declined on average 0.16%. So all things considered, wow. that's not too bad. <laughs> okay, now that, that's interesting. I mean, we will definitely see more of a reaction. And we talked about it, that there's three reactions. The first is at 2 o'clock Eastern time, the initial reaction to the statement. The second one is during Powell's press conference. And then usually there's another reaction in the opposite direction tomorrow after traders had a chance to digest everything. And also when we see how international markets are responding to the Fed exactly. statement. Yeah. Yeah. Until then, I mean, if you look at the uh, at the S and P five hundred today, it, it is rather quiet. I mean, at first we were moving higher, now moving lower, but right now the S and P down two points, and I mean, uh, this means that down zero point zero seven percent. The Dow yeah. down zero point two percent right now, going into the meeting, and the Nasdaq slightly up, but we see that it's just a hurry up and wait. Come on, two o'clock can't come quickly enough. We want to hear what Paul has to say. Sure. And, you know, Marcus, if you go back to the economic calendar, we did have a few reports on uh, the calendar, which typically would be a red flag, meaning that they can be market moving. Um, ADP non-farm employment change, which actually shows private payroll numbers. They came in higher than expected, 296,000 for the month. Um, this was much higher than the 148 that was expected. The biggest gains job-wise in the private sector, leisure and hospitality, as well as education and health services, and the biggest losers last month, finance and manufacturing. So that came out. On a positive, uh, the annual pay increase for the year was 6.7%, which was lower than uh, the 7% that was pretty consistent. So that's a positive for the Fed. Not really a market mover today because I think that we have bigger uh, fish to fry with the Fed rather than this private payroll number. Well, and also on Friday, we have the big jobs report, the one from April. True. That's what everybody's looking for. And yeah, trader try to read some tea leaves here with yesterday's Joel's jobs opening report coming in lower than expected, then here a little bit higher than expected. 
And uh, I, I would agree, usually there would be a little bit more reaction to this, but today it's all about the Fed. Yep. All right, so uh, let, let's uh, take a look here at a daily chart uh, just to see also with the NASDAQ, because I think the NASDAQ, um, no, the 50-day moving average on the NASDAQ was the interesting one. So let's see if this holds here today or if we have a, a sharp reaction but uh, technically, I mean, on, on all three major indices, we have just been range bound pretty much since April and not move a whole lot here. And, and that's, uh, I think, about ready to uh, change. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, and, and then uh, also we'll we're see. still in the midst of earnings season, right? So we, we still had a, a few companies uh, reporting earnings, bigger ones. We had four reporting earnings. Better than expected. Initially, there was a drop. Right now, they're up 1%, but the initial reaction was like, eh, we're not too impressed. Yeah, and I'll be honest, for me, there was really only one company reporting earnings, and that was AMD. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is the big one for you because uh, you are in an AMD position assigned at uh, 104 and uh, AMD trading a little bit lower. I mean, beating expectations, uh, but still trading lower. Yeah. You know, this was unfortunate because they beat earnings expectations, uh, 60 cents earnings per share versus a 56 expected by analysts. Also, revenue was higher, 5.35 billion in sales compared to the 5.3 billion expected. So that was a, a, a plus. However, it's all about guidance, right? And this is where it, taking a, a deeper look into things, revenue was down 9% because of a decline in PC chip sales and forecasted revenue, which is key here um, for the second quarter, is also lower than expected. So uh, AMD taking a bit of a hit because investors were hoping that that guidance would be better even though they beat earnings. And uh, the CEO did say that the company should be able to see growth the second half of the year. So there's still some optimism, but at least the, the near term, uh, AMD being punished for that guidance. As far as me as an AMD investor holding shares, I'm not panicking, but this is unfortunate, right? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This, I, I would have much rather had an 8% move to the upside so I could start selling calls, bring in some more premium, and maybe getting out of the position if we got back up to 104 with a positive reaction that might have been able to happen in a week or two. Um, instead, I'm probably sitting on this for another 8 to 12 weeks. In spite of this pullback, I do like where it's trading. Uh, we're right back at the lower part of that range and also into that surge that we had in February. So I'm not too concerned. And still year to date, we're up 25%, which is impressive. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, you had sold calls against your existing position and you have been able to close them this morning. So, I mean, you, you are still making money on this. Uh, again, sure. you're ready to move on and get out of this one. But uh, I mean, it's not that this has been dead in the water. Exactly. Exactly. It's just unfortunate, but uh, still holding it. I'm not closing the position. I'm going to manage it as a wheel trade and, and continue to uh, try and uh, collect premium. All right. Now, since we are talking about our positions, let's talk about uh, what else we're in. So CTRA, CTRA yesterday, having a really bad day. And this is connected to crude oil and uh, and 
uh, natural gas. Crude oil today trading below 70 again, uh, marching towards the lows that have been established earlier in uh, mid-March at 65. I mean, right now, crude oil trading at 68, 66, um, citing weaker demand. And the same for natural gas, also down here 4%. And uh, CTRA is a company that does have exposure to both oil and gas. And with the price of oil and gas dropping, uh, so does CTRA. Yeah, what a big reversal there from the highs that we saw in April. And uh, interesting to see this continued slide. Last two sessions, down 4% today, down 5.5% yesterday. So that's almost a 10% slide in two days. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, all things considering, this where CTRA is holding up great. I've been able to uh, sell calls against my 26 uh, or where I was assigned at 26, and I was able to close it today. So very similar to you. Uh, I would have loved to see a move further to the upside, but uh, this definitely helps to lower my break even. I haven't entered it into the trading log just yet. I usually do it at the end of the day. And so tomorrow you'll see that uh, my break even drops by another. I believe I got 50 cents for it. So to 22.50, I kind of like that uh, to low keep lowering the break even here. Sure, sure. DHR, that's a position where we got assigned. Uh, I was assigned at 240, you at 237.50. This morning, DHR was skyrocketing higher, right now pulling back, but well above our assigned price. So that's where we sold calls against our existing position on Monday. And right now, it seems that uh, we might get called away. You already closed this whole position, right? Because you already closed it as a, as a profit. I did. So an interesting scenario when we go deep in the money and we have short calls, right? So with the wheel, we start by selling puts. If we get assigned, we sell calls. And uh, when we sell calls, we have a covered call on. Uh, in my situation, I was assigned to 237.50. We were trading around 237.50, a little bit higher on Monday. So I got $3.20 for those calls, which I'm, I'm happy with. Sure, the stock right. took off, but that was some real nice premium. Now, I was able to close the stock and those calls today at 90%, actually a little better than 90% of the maximum profit potential. This frees up that position for me. And now I could look for more opportunities this week, especially because we have the Fed and big jobs report on Friday. And we might see uh, more wheel candidates to consider. Yeah, and I, I try to do the same as we were pushing up. I'm not yet filled. And uh, I mean, if we are pulling all the way down to 240, might be able to roll my calls and milk this position a little bit longer. Let's see what happens there. I think this afternoon will be very telling. All right, Google, the Google still hanging in there. So this is where I'm trying to sell calls uh, at the 109 level. I got assigned at 108. Um, not enough premium in there. And I think Google is another stock that can move dramatically this afternoon after the Fed statement. Good. I like this range for you. And uh, let's get that pop to the upper range so you can yeah. have some fun. So this is where I might sell calls this afternoon if we get a, a pop to the upside. All right, IWM, uh, that is a trade that we entered yesterday because there was a possibility that yesterday we could sell the 166 uh, strike with a drop. So we both took this, uh, got 65 cents, so $65 per option. And uh, th this is behaving nicely. I mean, today uh, up 0.8%. Per uh, we haven't been able to close our position just yet. Or have you been filled? 
No, I got really close to being able to exit at 80% of the max profit, which I was really hoping for, see if there is a drop after the Fed and, and to reload, take the trade again. Um, yeah. But we didn't quite get there. All right. So um, we'll still wait for it and see what happens here this afternoon. And then there's PNC, PNC Financial Services right now. Almost seems that it breaks down to the lower end here because there are definitely some concerns in the banking sector. I'm surprised that PNC is being dragged down with that. Uh, so down 1.3%, but uh, trading at lows right now that we haven't seen uh, in a while. Yeah, I, I think that where the dust settles is important here. So uh, where we end up at the end of the day. Um, but interesting to see the PNCs down a little bit with those those worry banks uh, up a little bit and even regional uh, banking, the ETF KRE up a little bit. I'm surprised to see PNC down right now. Yeah, this is where we see uh, regional banks uh, a little bit mixed here. Um, I mean, yeah, as you said, uh, there's uh, some of them are slightly up, some of them are slightly down. So it, it, it's, it's a mixed bag. But this is what we see overall. If you look at here, the heat map of the S&P 500, I mean, we have a little bit of red, we have a little bit of green and a little bit of unchanged all over the place. It just shows that pretty much all sectors are waiting for what the Fed is doing. The only the only exception here is energy, oil and gas. Uh, all of the stocks are pretty much down. There's one BKR, Baker Huge, that is up a little bit, but everything else is down <laughs> with these falling uh, oil prices and natural gas prices. So I'm not too surprised about that. Yeah, no surprise there. Um, and uh, a nice uh, Christmas tree uh, with green and red. And uh, we'll see if the Fed changes that. Yeah. All right, let's take a, a final look here at the markets to see what's happening uh, on a five minute chart on the S&P 500. We see that yeah, still moving a little bit lower, but ah, super, super tight range that we have here. Everybody is waiting for the Fed. Yep. The VIX is up a little bit. The fear index. I yeah. mean, yesterday it spiked, today up, uh, what, almost 5%. So this almost. just shows that there's some uncertainty. Sure. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, if you like these updates, give us a like and then make sure that you subscribe and tune in tomorrow when we cover off what Powell said. What is the Fed thinking? What is Powell thinking? And how will it affect the markets and especially our position? So, Click on like, click on subscribe, and then we'll see you again tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody.